0: This is episode 2 of Extra Bytes. In this week's episode, we talk about The Amazing Spider-Man 2, Captain America the Winter Soldier, and the viability of comic book movie universes.
1: Welcome to the long-awaited second episode of Extra Bytes. I'm Jeff. I'm Nick.
0: And I'm Mitch.
1: And we're going to talk a lot about stuff that is not video games, and it's going to be awesome. And uh, we are a three-man cast at the moment. Eddie may join us, although it it is his nine-year anniversary uh, today, so he is celebrating with his wife. And As- by
2: that, I mean she went to sleep she went like
1: to sleep. two hours ago. Right. And yes. he's probably just like right. chilling. Uh, but nine years, guys, nine years—that's that's pretty awesome. Uh, that's a
0: long time to do anything. So congratulations, yeah, Eddie. Very,
1: very congratulations. And then, in other uh, cool news, uh, Anthony is currently on his honeymoon. Yeah. Uh, oh,
2: Yay. can we do the can we do the Halo pop birthday thing? Yep, definitely. <laughs> birthday noise okay. going in. That's cool, cool, cool. <laughs> yeah, no, that that's actually really interesting. Yeah, Anthony just uh, started his, and and Eddie's almost a decade in. Yeah. The crazy thing to me, though, is that it makes me think back on going to Eddie's wedding, Mm -hmm. and because I remember it, I took finals at college, like that was senior year of college for me. Took finals, and then went to Eddie's wedding, and like didn't walk or anything. Like I just was like, because it was like it was a huge school, and. I didn't want to deal with walking because it, like, takes a whole day and blah, blah, blah and all this stuff. And I, I'm pretty sure the ceremony was actually on the day of Eddie's wedding anyways.
0: Mm, yeah. So
2: I, like, kind of had an excuse to get out of it. But, uh, like, I never got the cap and gown or anything. I don't know. I don't know if you guys did any of that stuff. Uh, for college, yeah, no, but I, I, I walked. Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't do any of that stuff. Like, I, I, I just took my last final and then, like, got on a plane and then went to Eddie's wedding and then got back and then moved out. And then I eventually got a diploma in the mail
1: <laughs> that was my
2: college experience the, but, the
1: piece of paper that you'll never look at ever again in your life yeah
2: i don't even know where it is i think it's somewhere in my um uh, parents house oh, but
1: god yeah i mean the only people who, who care about their diplomas are like lawyers and doctors because they want to yeah exactly those, oh totally I have the most pointless.
0: what was it mitch i said those smarty pants professions
1: yeah yeah i have a,
2: a really really pointless degree I, I have
1: a fucking theater major so you know
2: right at least i actually like i have I mean, technically i have a film degree and i work in you the using, industry you are using so degree, i so. actually use my degree but like nothing that i use on a daily basis i learned in college Mitch, so I have, a, I have a diploma in
0: communications
1: communica- okay so you're able you to talk to people you you podcast yes. regularly that's, that's i cool. do
0: yeah yeah also my job is Dependent upon communication.
1: Yeah, I think that works. Um, and
2: do do you do anything at your job on a daily basis that you learn in college?
0: I've had to force ways to use my college education at my job. <laughs>
2: okay, okay, so that's I was fair.
0: just like, that's I fair. know how to make videos, so I'm going to make videos now. Yeah,
1: well, you know, you know what's funny is that like the skills that I have used most are the ones that I were are self taught. Like my my web that, development, yeah. computer program, like the technical stuff is what has gotten me. The most interest job wise, like nobody, nobody gives a shit what I did in college. It's like the computer programming I've been doing since I was like ten years old. That that actually no, like absolutely gets interested. yeah,
2: like that like this is like what I do on a daily basis. I'm an editor. I I never took an editing class in college. It was really hard. There was one, and it was really hard to get into. Mm. I never took it. Uh, I mean, I took like production things, and in it, you would edit at the end but it was more like doing the whole project and it was like it didn't focus on editing at all and and especially not the technical aspects of editing like dealing with like compression uh you know codecs and uh, ingestion back when ingestion was a thing and you used to have to transcode everything blah, blah blah all this stuff you know what fucking did teach me everything that i do on a daily basis Elite World and Web Zeroes. <laughs> yeah, that
1: was. Good it space. sounds
2: stupid, but that <laughs> taught me basically everything. Like Web Zeroes and Elite World combined mm-hmm. taught me everything that I now do. I believe how it. to keep
0: your head down and keep working in the face of a crushing, soul-crushing <laughs> production schedule. A- absolutely, that's actually like to a <laughs> <laughs> T. To a T.
1: That's what it taught me. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. sorry
2: for that little aside. Let's get back on topic and what.
1: Uh, so so I I kind of wanted to to bring this this one up. I thought this was an interesting post. There's a post on io9.com. It's called Which Studios Attempt to Copy Marvel's Movie Universe is Most Doomed, which is, uh, you know, biased, but it's it's by one of my favorite writers on, on the site, Charlie Jean Anders. She's the uh, editor and she's an awesome writer. Um, it was
2: posted about like a week a week ago.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um And so basically, the thing that is happening now is that all the other studios are seeing what Marvel has done and they're like, holy shit, that's great money. Like, that's perfect for the way they want to structure their business. They're like, wait, so if we make all these movies connect to each other, we can release blockbusters every year and they just keep getting better and better box office returns? How can we get our fingers into this pie? So all the other studios are trying to come up with their own, what they're calling... Uh, what is it like a mega franchise yeah a mega franchise so it's not just like so a traditional franchise would be the spider-man uh movies by sam raimi where it's like three movies in a row or the harry harry potter movies where it's you know those eight movies those eight, are fran- right. those are franchises um although in both cases uh like spider-man is sort of uh sony's trojan horse for their mega franchise um and you know harry potter is going to eventually become like more because they're doing spinoff movies or prequel movies to the to harry potter uh books that that she's writing now so uh all the studios are starting to do this and so they they ran through the list and and there's all these other options there's there's the obvious stuff like sony with <clears throat> spider-man there's warner brothers with batman and superman um box with with X-Men, Fox with X-Men and, and the Fantastic Four is actually gonna like the new Fantastic Four is actually gonna be part of the X-Men universe. Um, and then the funny one, I thought this was funny uh, Universal Studios, their idea for a mega franchise is they're just gonna make new uh, mummy Wolfman Frankenstein Dracula movies because they're like we got all these old monsters that's that'll totally work right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then they also say that like the the Lucas film, is, right. is another They possible. bring in Disney. Yeah.
2: But Disney owns, like, everything. That's kind of weird. But yeah. So,
1: I think the Lucasfilm doesn't... It's not quite the same, but I thought this was an interesting article. It's sort of like, you know, which ones of these seem most likely? The one that's, I think, in, in the front of everybody's mind right now is Spider-Man, because Sony just released uh, Amazing Spider-Man 2, which...
0: Mitch just saw.
1: You, okay, so Mitch, yeah. tell, tell yeah, us I about the
0: movie. I, lo- I actually kind of enjoyed the movie. I also enjoyed the first Spider-Man, so, like... Your mileage may vary, but I thought it was pretty good. It, the weird thing about it is it's like three movies are happening at the same time, and it jumps from like one plot thread to another plot thread really, really quickly, so you kind of have to like keep, like keep really pay attention to keep up. But it's one part a good Spider-Man movie, one part a bad Spider-Man movie, and then one part Joel Schumacher's Batman movie. Oof. That's weird, yeah.
1: Really yeah. That's uh, two-thirds
0: yeah. not good, Mitch, and you, but you still <laughs> liked it? Well... I, <laughs> the, the good Spider-Man movie parts definitely outweigh the parts okay. that are uneven. I'm mm. curious, were there multiple writers on this movie? Probably. I also know that io9, because they're the best website ever, uh, also had another post where they basically like constructed a whole n- entire other movie out of tra- parts from this trailer for Spider-Man that didn't actually make it into the movie. Like, uh, apparently they're just a bunch of, like, different plot threads that they filmed and didn't end up making it into the final cut. So I imagine oh. the entire process of making this movie was just, like, it was down to the wire to get it out the door, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, yeah.
1: so it's, it's I, I've always thought that, like, the director of 500 Days of Summer was an odd choice for a Spider-Man movie in the first place, but... I mean, I guess well, I mean a
0: lot a lot of the Spider-Man, the newest Spider-Man movies really hinges on the interaction between Gwen and Peter.
1: Well, that's what I was going to say, which,
0: which is kind of his thing. You were right. So, yeah,
1: yeah. So it's it's weird. But what I've read that's good about the new Spider-Man movie is the part that makes sense for Mark Webb to direct. You know, it's the relationship stuff between Peter and Gwen. That's actually like the best part of the movie. And that the worst part is everything with Jamie Foxx's character.
0: Yeah, well, I would say Jamie Foxx's character and the stuff they shoehorned in about Peter's dad secretly making Peter Parker Spider-Man, which was dropped from the first film but they brought it back for this one.
1: Mm.
0: So that's mm. th- when I say a bad Spider-Man movie, that's the part I'm talking about. So it's like maybe like 20 minutes of screen time that it gets in like the entire film, but it just feels like so just out of place with the established like Spider-Man what people think of Spider-Man and his origin and everything like that. But yeah, Jamie Foxx is definitely like channeling Jim Carrey in his interpretation of Electro. Do you I I also feel like
2: it kind of makes sense to of taking like a director that's into kind of like human pieces. Like I don't know, am I crazy in thinking that like the reason that we like Spider-Man is that like everybody else is like uh crazy superhuman or like they're this ridiculous outrageous powerful character or they're the super rich billionaire or they're whatever and spider-man almost feels like if we all regular people got superpowers Mm. accidentally right he's just like uh like and he's dealing with that also he's like kind of tragic like Mm. he tries to do good and bad stuff happens to him like all the time, like it, despite his efforts, or I don't know. I mean, I, I guess some of it h- is his fault, but like hmm. he, I don't know. Like you feel like it, it would be like you would have the same faults that Spider-Man would have.
1: Oh yeah, totally.
2: Right, yeah, like, like not
1: like, not knowing how to deal with all these straight like you know, it's I guess it's sort of the metaphor is puberty with like horrible effects, but right. But people die around you. Yeah, like, it's a little yeah. yes. <laughs> Uh, but no and the other thing I like you're totally right it's like the 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 everyman character kind of nerdy you know kid from New York him being from New York has always been like key to the character
2: right that's his city like yeah. that's important he
1: wouldn't okay. work anywhere else uh cuz he couldn't swing around anywhere else right. uh and I always liked his wisecracking stuff and so I've I've heard the other good thing is that uh they do at least get that part right and I feel like the first Amazing Spider-Man also did get the wisecracking a little bit better than, like, the Tobey Maguire ones.
0: Yeah, he did, like, next to no wisecracking. Yeah. yeah. Tobey Maguire.
1: He doesn't seem like a wisecracker.
2: Even Toby, though... Tobey Maguire, more like, like it. Maybe they don't hold up as much as I think, but, like, Spider-Man 2, uh, with Doc Ock, like, the of the, of the original right, trilogy, right. like, I may, maybe it doesn't hold up, but, like, I think that's one of the best comic movies ever made like maybe of, it's of not the 90, maybe?
1: of the 90s ones absolutely
2: well and, like well i think in that early 2000s
1: is it okay early late 90s early 2000s i want to say roger ebert gave it five stars like wow. back back in the day he said like he considered it like a fantastic movie um i mean
2: i i don't know mitch what did? You, how do you feel about the original
1: 2004 2004 you were
0: 2004 right? yeah I feel like the original, not the original Spider-Man, but definitely Spider-Man 2 mm-hmm. still holds up. I'm not sure about the original one. I think it might have a lot of dated stuff about it, like especially the CG. I remember being pretty bad even for like that time. And obviously Spider-Man 3 is just, the less said about that, the better. I,
1: I still have not I actually Spider-Man 3,
0: yeah. I never watched 3. I, like, I you never guys got have never watched 3? I, no. It just sounded oh, so man. awful. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's pretty bad. Okay, so uh, I found
1: the, the Ebert review. He says, Spider-Man 2 is the best superhero movie since the modern genre was launched with Superman, 1978. It succeeds by being true to the insight that allowed Marvel comics to upturn decades of comic book tradition. Readers could identify more completely with heroes like themselves than with remote godlike paragons. Exactly. I mean, that's totally, it's exactly what you're talking about. Like, Peter Parker yeah, was so there. perfectly identifiable.
2: I still think it's a top five comic book movie. Have you seen The Winter Soldier? Okay, yeah. I, I, okay, yes. Yeah. So, <laughs> two things. One thing is, I was actually about to bring that up. Second thing is, to go back to the, the Sony thing, how are they going to create a mega franchise when they only have one character?
1: So, this is, this is the point that I think the io9 article makes, is that for some reason they felt the need to introduce a lot of villains and no other heroes. Which is actually, like, that's one of the first things that Marvel did. They introduced um, Black Widow in, in Iron Man, what was it, 2? or Yeah, Iron, yeah, Man, was two. Iron Man 2. Yeah. Well, they so s-
0: introduced Nick Fury in Iron Man 1. Yeah,
1: yeah. So they started introducing other heroic characters that were going to pay off later. And this, I think, is actually the mistake that all the other studios have made. Is that they, they haven't had the forethought to start setting up, like...
2: But how much does Sony own of the Spider-Man franchise? Like what? All is, of right? it.
1: Yeah. Which all I, of it? I'm really. sad yeah. I'm actually really sad that that Marvel doesn't have the rights to Spider-Man and the X-Men and Fantastic Four because. Yeah. Because God fuck, damn it.
2: that would be awesome. Also, Spider-Man is in the Avengers right now, so yeah. like they <laughs> could put him in the fucking Avengers, and how sick would that be? Uh.
1: You know that they would do so much better with all of those properties. Like, all and those-
2: Wolverine. They could put Wolverine yeah. in. Because he was in the Avengers for a second, right? Yeah. He, well, no, he's, still a, in there. he's still in there. He's still in
0: there. He's a pretty permanent
2: member now. Yeah. It, so Wolverine and Spider-Man are both Avengers now, right?
1: I do have to say that Hugh Jackman as Wolverine is pretty fucking iconic. Like, Dude,
2: do you know he's been Wolverine for over a decade?
1: Yeah. I thought it was longer That's than that. fucking yeah, insane. Yeah, it's like 14
0: years or something. That's insane.
1: Yeah. So, so the Sony setup seems oh. weird. They should have introduced somebody else heroic. At least, like, uh, the, the io9 floats uh, Black Cat, who I'm not that familiar with from the books, but I know she's, like, I guess another hero. I don't think the Spider-Man books have that many other heroes that aren't, like, crossovers like the Punisher or, you know, from, from some of the other properties. Like yeah, f-
0: pretty much Spider-Man. Is, Spider-Man is pretty famous for also being on his own.
1: right. Yeah. Which is
0: why him and the so, Avengers kind of doesn't make sense sometimes, but
2: yeah. right. well, okay. So to go back to Winter Soldier, uh, it's awesome. If you haven't seen it, go see it like eight times. <laughs> uh, it's so well done. Like, and there's actually I think another IO nine article. Maybe I don't know. We're just heaping all this praise on io on. I think there's another one in the, in the. In the they talk about like why Marvel comic universe works and the other ones don't work as well. And it's like that they get the human aspect of it. Like I kind of talked about with Spider-Man, like they get like, they make Captain America a guy you can relate to. Right. Which uh, is but interesting you can't relate, because, but, you, yeah. but like you go watch the new Superman and Superman movie and he's so ultimately unrelatable. Like, like maybe the most unrelatable character. Like he, like he, he's an alien and they like build almost build up his unrelatableness Mm -hmm. which is not you don't so like you have no connection to him
1: well that was the problem with superman returns too it was a fucking snooze fest and and it was like just so slow and like the only real threat to superman was like the only way to have a threat to him was to have him like deal with like massive cataclysms like, yeah, well,
2: that, I mean, that happened in the comics, too. They, yeah. He got so powerful before, was it Crisis uh, on Infinite yeah, Earth? Yeah,
1: where they had to basically, like, depower him, kind of. like to, Yeah,
2: because to- he could, like, do anything. And they were like, okay, you can't do anything anymore. Like, calm down. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, so we've talked about Sony. The Sony one is weird. I don't know where the fuck that's going because the only spinoffs that they talk about doing are a Venom movie, which... Bruh, and a Sinister Six movie, which, again, I don't know how their spinoffs can be focused on. Like, I guess they want to get the sort of grittiness with focusing on, on villains or antiheroes. But what the fuck? How do they not have at least one other hero that they've introduced? That's just, that's ridiculous. Uh, but, they so, might do
0: a clone saga and introduce Scarlet Spider. Eh,
1: well, <laughs>
0: th- you know. Eventually,
2: Carnage will be... yeah in there i don't know
1: so so one argument that the the internet keeps bringing up is that there's an alternate universe spider-man played by a kid named miles morales that's like a teenage black kid and a lot of people think that that would be the coolest way for them to continue like after garfield is done with um spider-man for them rather than it being a new peter parker for them to use miles morales from whatever alternate timeline but apparently sony has said no their Spider Man is always Peter Parker, which is kind of dumb.
2: So that is pretty dumb. And they're gonna hang on to that, aren't they? Yeah. The, the Spider Man franchise, like they're really gonna not. We'll get probably that end up now. getting
0: like a Spider Man origin retelling every like decade or something. <sighs> well, like in like in the 2020s, we'll get a new Spider Man origin retelling.
1: Fucking origin movies are seriously a scourge upon the earth. Like, yeah, I never want to see another uh, superhero origin movie. Like, I feel like.
0: I feel like at this point, the average movie going person is like familiar with how all these superheroes come to be. Mm. Like because if, you ask if, you- someone, if you ask like a random person, like, where is Superman from? They're going to say like, oh, he's an alien from outer space. You don't need to cover the rest of it. Yeah, you don't need yeah. to make like Russell Crowe. You put some it. genetic sequence right. in him and send him to Earth or something.
1: Man, I had you understand with
0: that Superman movie.
2: I felt like I ran a marathon afterwards. Like I was exhausted after that Superman movie.
1: Yeah, well, like okay. I want
2: to go take a nap. That's
1: that's kind of a segue. So so let's talk about the Warner Brothers world. There, uh, they're, they're, they're they're gonna
2: fuck it up. They well, don't they don't have any idea.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so Man of, Man of Steel has definitely been like mixed. Rev- I still haven't seen it. I've just read a lot about how like mixed. Like the thing that people call out is the fact that he kills thousands of people, just like.
2: Yeah, that is true.
1: Like, but at the end of the movie, the climax of the movie involves him flying around and basically killing thousands of people just by, like, accident, essentially. Or just because he doesn't give a shit. I'm just like... Let's... Like,
2: don't get me wrong, there were some cool moments. There were some really cool, like, Dragon Ball Z-style fights, which I've never seen, like, in a movie before. Like, you know? super powerful people fighting. Like, you don't really see that in in movies. It's, like, in cartoons and in anime and whatnot a lot. But, like... You don't really see that in movies, and that was pretty cool, but, man, everything around that was pretty rough.
1: And it's long, too, isn't it? Like, that's the thing. I have no desire do Everything to is it.
2: long, and everything is like, the whole world's gonna end. It's like, I get it. The world's gonna end again. Like, fuck. Stop. Like, that was, like, another reason why Winter Soldier was so good, I feel like, is it was just like, yes, it had to deal with the world, but it... It Mostly wasn't it was like about
1: it was about shield. like it wasn't about like
2: yeah, it was about like this agency and like, yeah, it was I don't know, I can't shit, I don't know. I don't want to like spoil anything if people yeah. haven't seen it, but it's like, yes, it deals with this it deals with world events and things that shape history. Mm-hmm. but it's not like the world's gonna explode tomorrow. Let's fix it, Captain America. Like, not that at all. It
1: feels like Captain America is fighting for the people he knows. Yeah. Like, he's not fighting to necessarily save... He's fighting for the people he knows. He's fighting for his friends uh, from present day and elsewhere. So, (laughs) you know. Yeah. Like, that's what makes it so cool. The other good thing about The Winter Soldier was that my girlfriend has seen none of the the Marvel movies. Hadn't seen Avengers. Hadn't seen any of them she still loves winter soldier it's that's it's, pretty good yeah it's actually i like feel a,
2: like all you really need to see is avengers to get it like you don't really need to see any of the other ones mm-hmm. um but yeah also that was great that's another example like winter soldier so great like not an origin story like quit
1: mm. f- it <laughs> oh put so it. we were gonna we were gonna start to ta- we keep on circling back to the ones that are doing it right <laughs> oh sorry but we're gonna talk about warner brothers the, the uh, Batman versus Superman thing is, it just sounds weird. It sounds like they're trying to make a Justice League movie, but not call it a Justice League movie.
0: Well, the I had a thought about this the other day. Is it like, are they going to introduce all these people and work them into the entire plot of the movie? Or in the last five minutes, are Superman and Batman going to walk into the Hall of Justice and everyone else is going to be standing there? And they're going to be like, Justice League 2020. Mm.
1: Mm.
0: Yeah, uh, That's actually, you know what, Mitch? I think that's what it is. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty because smart, like, actually. Because any other way you try and do it, it's a fucking nightmare. Yeah. Like, you have to introduce Batman and Superman, give Lex Luthor's origin because he wasn't established in Man of Steel, and then have to deal with that whole arc, and then also possibly introduce, like, Wonder Doesn't Woman everybody and everybody know Flash.
2: who Lex Luthor is?
0: Oh, d- dude, like, everyone knows who Superman is, but they still felt the need to give him an origin story. Yeah.
1: yeah. I mean, okay... That that is one thing that I will give Superman Returns is that it wasn't an origin story. It was just a boring fucking movie. You know, like what it, what are
0: you talking about? Superman lifting shit for two hours wasn't exciting. I, I
1: mean, <laughs> but, yeah. I feel like if there was any origin story in Superman Returns, from what I remember of it, it's like the origin happens in five minutes, and then the rest of the movie is like, you know, it's like okay, you know who Superman is now. All I don't this know. I feel like
2: I, I feel like as far as origin stories go, like. I feel like the only one that I can deal with is Batman Begins. Am I wrong on that? I love...
1: Okay, so the thing I love about Batman Begins is that it is about Bruce Wayne. And that Mm -hmm. was the smartest choice that they have made in making a Batman movie. Like, that's the problem with the Joel Shoemaker movies is that they're not about Bruce Wayne. They're not even really about Batman. They're about the villains.
2: Yeah. Well, because the villains... Are over the top comical, right. whatever. Yeah, right.
1: And and actually, that was my criticism of, um, The Dark Knight, which Heath Ledger is incredible, but The Dark Knight is about the Joker. It's and, mm-hmm. and and Bruce Wayne is barely a character in it, and and Batman is growling around, but mostly The Dark Knight is about the Joker.
2: I mean, right. And Dark Dark Knight Returns, for a lot of the hate it got, kind of was a return to being about. Bruce Wayne. Batman and Bruce Wayne.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Or Dark Knight Rises, right? That's what it's called. Dark Knight Returns is. Or the- yeah,
2: sorry, Dark Knight Rises.
1: Uh, yeah, it's yeah, it's it doesn't hold together very well logically. I think it's the worst written of them in some ways. But I liked that it's more about. Yeah, it, it was more about Bruce Wayne and Batman is in very little of the movie. Actually, if you think about it. Um. Mm-hmm. So so it, that's, that's the other kind of weird thing about the Warner Brothers uh, thing is that they're coming off of this really iconic Batman portrayal that I think a lot of people are going to consider, like, the standard for Batman for the foreseeable future. Um, and everybody's really skeptical of Ben Affleck, even though he has proven himself as an excellent director. And he is a good actor. And he's a great writer. Like, he's a very talented guy. But people, for some reason, like have this like knee-jerk reaction to his face or something I don't know what it is but so I mean that's the weird thing about it like that's Warner Brothers problem and that's also kind of um, uh, the problem with X-Men and Fantastic 4 is that they have these like you know all these different movies that don't fit into their universe really anymore like the the new mega franchise that Warner Brothers is gonna build is gonna be fucking Man of Steel and Batman versus Superman and all that other stuff. And then uh, the X-Men universe, they're, like, kind of ignoring – they're ignoring the first two Fantastic Four movies, and the continuity is just fucked to shit. Like, you know, they're ignoring <sighs> X-Men 3 because it was just hideous. And I, I I think, like, the move the new movie isn't even in, really in continuity with the first two X-Men movies. Well,
0: that... and also First Class wasn't in continuity with X-Men Origins Wolverine either. Right. Ugh.
1: I actually still. But haven't I seen. really liked X Men First Class. First class. Yeah, X Men awesome. First
0: Class is great. Yeah.
1: Um, I actually still haven't seen either one of the Wolverine movies. I mo. I know they both got kind of mixed reviews. I kind of wanted to see the second one though.
0: The second one isn't great, but it's still better than the first one. So if you're going to cherry pick one of the Wolverine movies to watch, definitely go for the second.
1: I might just wait until one or both of them show up on some streaming service. Um, hopefully, Netflix will have them eventually. Uh, I don't really feel like paying for either one of those movies it's it's the funniest thing about the first Wolverine movie is that the video game uh the tie-in video game is actually one of my favorite games on uh this this last generation so
0: oh yeah that was an awesome tie-in game like surprisingly so it was so good it was like it
2: was like it was a like god of War good but yeah. like not God of war it was like <laughs> weird like wait how did you accidentally make such a good video game.
1: You're, no, you're totally right, and it it was like sort of God of War style, but not in not as frustrating as God of War. Like I've never mm-hmm. I've never really been able to get into the God of War games themselves, but there are similar games in the genre. Like I actually really like Bayonetta, um, and Wolverine felt kind of similar in some ways, although I felt like it had a, a, the 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 mechanic where you can leap between enemies was just so awesome. You felt like such badass.
2: Yeah, like I was gonna say, the game was just fun, like just pure fun. Mm-hmm. Totally. Um,
1: okay, so I, I might, I might watch them eventually. Um, although Netflix still has the biggest win because they're gonna have um, the original Marvel series uh, in the next what, like one year or two. They're gonna start having like the four series that are in the same universe. Like that's the thing. How are they doing so many of these things so well? Like um Yeah, and they're about to do Guardians of the Galaxy, which is a property that like
2: like nobody really in like the mainstream knows about. Um and it's kind of this goofy, like kind of I don't know, it's almost like it almost doesn't even seem like a Marvel comic, right? right. It almost seems like a weird, like, image or some like other Pl- like another another label, like mm. it's kind of funny and it's kind of weird and it's whatever, but Marvel said, no, fuck it, we're going to do it and we're going to throw millions behind it and I mean, we haven't watched it yet but it looks pretty good and it's going to tie into the same universe <laughs> the same like, universe, it's right it's so
1: hilarious, like okay, because so-
2: listen, spoiler alert I hate to tell everyone all of this is tying into the Infinity Gauntlet so like it's all the same it's all the same shit.
1: Yeah. Isn't Infinity Gauntlet probably going to be like their third wave or fourth wave or whatever it is? Something like that. We're in the we're in the second wave right now.
2: We yeah. we've got t- two or three gems. Two I forget if we have two or three.
1: I think
0: it's well you you have the Tesseract and the Aether. Yep. Yep. And I don't think there's been a third one yet. Yeah, but so, I'm sure Guardians of the Galaxy will throw like right. another couple at us.
1: So the second one was only revealed in like yeah. a, a post-credit sequence in Winter Soldier, right?
0: Yeah, no, it was in Thor oh. 2.
1: Oh, it's in Thor 2? Okay, I haven't seen Thor 2 yet. Okay.
2: Sorry. Oh, no, but isn't there a... Uh, I don't know how much... Isn't there a Winter Soldier thing at the end? Isn't that... Isn't yeah. Loki's staff?
1: It's, a, it's not oh, Loki's yeah, staff. They, Is it, it's, it, it's another thing. It's like a... No, there's a have, third
0: one. They have Loki's staff. No, it's part of the same thing. The Mm. guy has Loki's staff, and then it shows the twins. Right. Vague. I don't
1: know. I kind of feel like credit sequences, like, I don't care. I I feel like if you're bothered by getting spoiled by a credit sequence, then you're kind of being ridiculous. Like, I I wouldn't spoil a movie, but the credit sequences that you can find on YouTube, they're like 30 seconds a minute long at most. Come
2: on. (laughs) But that's – but I actually feel like it's really interesting too that that's become a thing. Like when I went to see Winter Soldier, the movie ended and nobody moved. Yeah. (laughs) Everyone stayed. Like that's weird. Like we used to live in a world where that didn't happen and like now we do for – especially for Marvel movies Mm – but,
1: but for you, any
2: big movie, almost that uh, you know there's going to be a sequel for.
1: Spider, Amazing Spider-Man Two has a credit sequence that that's a, a Days of Future Past tie-in. It's got Mystique in it. What? Yeah, Mitch, did you stay for that? For the credits? No, I
0: I didn't. It's a it's more of like a cross promotion for yeah. X-Men than actually like anything else.
1: I watched it. It yeah, it doesn't reveal anything in particular. It's just Mystique being like, "No, I'm going to save these mutants." Whatever. Uh, wait,
2: wait, in Spider-Man? In Spider-Man.
0: But that's right? Sony and Fox. Those are two different properties.
1: I'm pretty sure that's what it was.
0: Yeah, no, it's at the end of Amazing Spider-Man 2. That's but, pretty uh, crazy.
2: That's that's different studios. Crits.
0: Yeah, they, they did like a cross-promotion promo- cross thing for that.
2: Man, that's crazy. No, but okay, so to go back to it though, the, like Fox has Fantastic Four and X-Men. Like they could do something super cool if they're smart about it but i just think they're so all over the map with it like mm-hmm. the one thing that the marvel universe has i is that they have or seems that they have is they they seem like they have a focused vision yes you, you know what i mean like they have they get it like they're like everything is for this point whereas fox is like let's just make a bunch of x-men movies and even if none of them fit together it's like it's all X-Men. Everything's coming up X-Men. Well, listen,
1: like, as long as Hugh Jackman is in it, they don't care. <laughs> I don't know. Well, that's, that's the thing. Basically what happened is that once Marvel decided be- to become a studio and start producing movies of the properties that they hadn't licensed to other people, it's almost like from that point they're like, okay, we're going to start this off right, and they've been doing it right ever since then. Like they've made they've made some bad movies. I never saw Iron Man two. I hear it's terrible. Um,
2: the the Hulk was not
0: very good.
1: Yeah. Hulk, okay. I forget yeah. about the Hulk. That that that's true. I do forget about. Yeah. The it's Hulk. it's kind
0: of hard to remember that the Hulk is technically part of that shared universe. Yeah.
1: Especially well, because, the, because it's
2: not Martin. It's not like you look at it and, and it. Who was it? I even forgot who so it was the
1: first one. It's Eric Eric Banner, and then it's uh, Edward Norton.
2: It's Edward Norton is the one that's supposed to be. The same universe,
1: right, because Nick Fury sh- or Tony Stark shows up in yes, at, at the home. end,
2: but but that one but like but then it's Mark Ruffalo mm-hmm.
1: and Mark Ruffalo owns it now,
2: <laughs> oh my God, because because here's the thing, because Mark Ruffalo is Bruce Banner, yes, the one thing that they didn't do right in either of the first two Hulk movies was they didn't do Bruce Banner correctly, yeah and in Avengers. They do Bruce Banner fucking perfect. It's amazing, and like that's why it's good. That's why I want a Hulk movie post Avengers,
1: right? Which I, I want to I think they're hesitant to do Hulk movies though.
2: Yeah, it's hard.
1: Just because they like, they fucked up the first two Hulk movies, so weird. I mean, I I kind of liked the Eric Banner one. I never saw the Edward Norton one. I just heard it, was like that Edward Norton as the Hulk just doesn't or. I mean, Hulk
2: has kind of the Superman syndrome. Yeah. Where it's like Hulk is infinitely powerful. Like, he's only limited by his, like, anger, I guess. Yeah. And he can become... As angry as he can become, that's how powerful he can become. So, in theory, he could become ultimately powerful. So, you have to have well, that, something... That's his like secret, powerful. Nick. He's always angry. Ah! <laughs> That was such a great moment. It like, <laughs> it was though. It, it I don't know. Uh, it,
1: yeah,
0: I don't know. I just had a huge dumb smile on my face. I had a huge dumb smile on my face that like entire fight scene, <laughs> especially with like the one continuous shot. Oh my god! This is like, making me. Rangers wanna... is not a perfect movie, but goddamn,
2: if it isn't a perfect movie. <laughs> I think <laughs> like I... does everything right. You know
1: what <laughs> I mean? I, I think. Yeah, kind of plot-wise, it's a little ra- rambling, but it's so well-written character-wise that you don't notice that that a large part of it is literally just like these characters butting heads for a long time and then, oh shit, New York is going to blow up, you know? like
2: Right, it, there's a lot of... Yeah, yeah, but... but sorry, keep going?
1: Uh, yeah, it's just like it's sort of... If you think about it, it doesn't en- entirely have a very strong plot line other than it's a kind of fan servicey but it's the voice is so well done and the characterization is so well done that, that you don't care so much about the plot
2: and honestly like you could just sit i could sit there and watch mark ruffalo and robert Downey jr just talk to each other <laughs> like seriously like i love like the tony stark bruce banter banter wow (laughs) Bruce Bruce Banner banter (laughs) is fantastic like it like that's like you're you're captivated by it because they're so good Mm -hmm. yeah but yeah I don't know they they get it they yeah they also cast really well that also Mm. helps a lot yeah
1: yeah and I mean that the, the one thing that I will like it's easy to forget that when you're watching the first Captain America movie it is obviously setting up the Avengers when you're watching the first Thor movie it's obviously setting up the the avengers and Mm -hmm. like that is like the end of the first captain america movie is really stupid as far as like a standalone movie goes it only makes sense in that you know that there's going to be another movie later on Mm -hmm. and i think that's almost them being like i feel like that's the only really bad choice they made in the last uh you know Phase of of their plan was that they they were so into the Avengers movie that they sort of let it affect the other movies a little bit negatively. Again, Winter Soldier mm-hmm. does not have that problem. Winter Soldier is it sets it's standalone. Up, set, sets up stuff and follows up after stuff, but entirely stands alone. And yeah. and it's like way more confident as a movie, like than the others. And I haven't seen Thor 2. Have either of you guys seen Thor 2?
2: Yeah. Yeah, but I saw it. Thor 2 is not the best movie ever, but it's like even at Marvel's worst, they're better than what everyone else is doing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. What were you going to say,
0: Mitch? No, I just said that I saw Thor 2. That was okay. it. <laughs> I, <think my laughs> favorite,
1: I thought it was okay. I think my favorite part of the Thor movies is what Kat Dennings calls Milner. It's like, oh, it's Mew Mew. <laughs> entertains me every time.
0: Also the part where he's drinking coffee and he's like this is good another and he slams the mug on the floor. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. pretty great. It's pretty entertaining. Yeah. yeah. That, I Two mean there's
2: good up. there's there's good moments. <laughs> so basically Fox, I don't know. I listen, we, through all this shit it's like I'm like nobody can do it right. Mm-hmm. I am so absolutely incredibly stoked about Days of Future Past. So
1: I am we'll see. I'm he- so I'm hesitant And the thing that makes me hesitant is in the trailers, Patrick Stewart's narration makes it sound so overly serious. Like, uh, almost to a a campy degree. That's the only thing that's making me kind of... Mm -hmm. That that feels like a red flag to me.
2: I think more for me it's that I really liked uh, First Class. Yes. And I feel like this is going to be more of first class than it is going to be X-Men 3. So uh, yeah. I don't know. I yeah. just I just maybe I'm giving him too much credit, but
1: I mean, I, I kind of think Brian Singer is, is a hack <laughs> after a certain point. Like I think he had a few good movies in him, but I saw Jack the Giant Killer or whatever it was called, and it was a terrible terrible movie
2: he did x2 though right x2 is really good he
1: did the first two x-men movies he also did you know well usual suspects what like 20 years ago right um, apt pupil stuff like that but but x2 is good and he
2: did that x2 is
1: good he hasn't had really he but he also did superman returns and and yeah you know jack the. so he hasn't had much success since leaving the x X x-men franchise and Matthew Vaughn, who did First Class, he also did Layer Cake, and I didn't like Kick Ass, but I know a lot of people did like Kick Ass. He directed the first Kick Ass.
2: I liked Kick Ass. Wait, hold on, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't put that all together because I also like Layer Cake.
1: Same guy. He was also. Oh, uh, I like that guy. He was him. a producer. He, he was a producer for. Is he English? Yeah, uh, he's he's English. He was a producer for um, Guy Ritchie, so he like produced Lockstock and. Stuff like that. Oh, that makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I don't know. So, I'm, oh, I he also know. directed. Mitch, what are your feels on all this? The only other thing I was going to say about Matthew Vaughn—he directed *Stardust*, which is like a modern *Princess Bride*, and it's one of my favorite movies. Uh, I've never seen it. I, if you've never seen *Stardust*, it's based on a Neil Gaiman novel, um, and it's it, it's like it's very. Reminiscent of Princess Bride in some ways, but it's more like you know modern and funny and and kind of silly and weird. Um, and I think it kind of flew under the radar at the time, but uh, yeah, it's it's got like it's sort of a, a romantic comedy fantasy, and it's got Claire Danes as um, what is the premise? It's like. A guy decides that in order to win the love of a girl he has a crush on, he's going to bring her a star. So he captures a star, who is like in person. Like she, she falls down, and it's Claire Danes, and she's really fucking pissed off that he did this, <laughs> and so she's completely bratty to him. Um, and then they have this adventure in, it, in like a magical land on the other on the other side of a wall. So it's like Neil Gaiman, but it's also like funny and weird and fantasy so also henry
0: cavill is henry cavill is in it so oh, everything here. is connected yeah. yep
1: there you go so there you go oh but yes mitch sorry what were we gonna say i was i was you know now, mitch did you have anything on n- all
2: this i feel like no no <laughs> no <laughs> well
0: no. i don't know i, just I agree like with I'm everything that was just said
1: <laughs> well no Stop you're it.
0: you've you've not the cast for a few weeks you're owning it man it's fine
1: you saving up all your thoughts okay. for for friends.
0: I okay, I let in with sound. this cast. I'm okay with that.
1: Can you guys hear my neighbor like making ridiculous sounds? No. Okay. Good. Yeah. So, I feel like we've we've kind of covered all the 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 basic franchises like the okay, this this article lists the universal one, but that's just ridiculous. That's n- nobody cares about those and the Star Wars movies, I—that's
2: a totally different
1: thing. Yeah, with the spinoffs and stuff, I feel like that we're we're not even gonna know for sure how that pans out for another couple of years. So that one, I I kind of feel like I want to put a pin in. I, I, it would be nice to see like a Star Wars mega franchise, but it it doesn't feel like a, a real thing yet. Um, so, do you think any one of these, Mitch Nick, do you think any one of these has the chance of like coming close to to what Marvel no. is doing? No, no.
0: No, because they're not—they're not trying to do it ahead of time. They're retroactively trying to do it, capitalize on Marvel's success. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That never works.
1: Yeah, so they're being reactive, not proactive. They're not setting it up from the start. Nick, you, you feel the same way,
0: right?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's basically what I said earlier. Like the single vision thing. Mm-hmm. They don't—they don't have it. They don't. They're, there's too many. There's too many cooks in the kitchen.
1: Yeah. I guess if we, we say that maybe Star Wars turns out to be a mega-franchise, that they might have... But it's Disney again. You know, they're, they learn from Marvel, so they're like, okay, well, we'll, you know, keep that in mind when we're doing the Star Wars stuff. And Indiana Jones, which may end up being a thing again, too. So, I don't know. I, I, you don't have as much potential for crossover in some of the others... Like, that's the thing. It would be interesting if, like, another one of, like, if Image Comics decided that they were going to start doing, like, you know, uh, shared world movies. Or if Vertigo Comics, if Warner Brothers started pulling out, like, stuff from Vertigo Comics and did, like, Sandman and Hellraiser and, and, or Hellblazer. Yeah, Hellblazer. That would be cool. I think that's the only way we would see a success.
2: There. I mean, there's definitely really good properties out there. Mm-hmm. There's a ton of really good properties out there. But yeah.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, so now that we ended up talking about comic book movies for like 45 minutes, it's probably <laughs> about time for us to wrap it up. Um, time to hit the old dusty trail. Hit the old dusty trail. Um, so if you want to rate and review us uh, on Gamer Sushi, uh, that's not a thing you can do. You have to go to iTunes that's where the place is, where the ratings are. Obviously, my brain has left the building, so. Um, <laughs> go to the iTunes and give us the stars. We like the many stars. We want five of them. No less. Um, if you want to follow Gamer Sushi on Twitter, it's twitter.com slash Gamer Sushi. Um, if you want to follow me, I'm um, twitter.com slash unsquare. Nicholas twitter.com.
2: Mm-hmm. Twitter.com slash Nick <laughs>
0: twitter.com slash mi7ch
1: and eddie is twitter.com slash eddie revis and anthony is twitter.com slash anthony taylor underscore and you should uh, wish them both well as they uh, you know, go off on their marital adventures
0: that just makes them sound like they got married to each other they did
1: <laughs> that's actually that's actually what's happening right now <laughs> uh, it's love is a beautiful thing love is a beautiful thing Play me out, Meister. Yeah. So, so apparently Obama is here in Los Angeles, and like,
2: he comes here like every fucking week.
1: Yeah. Well, there's some big, like, expensive fundraiser, uh, and they closed down a bunch. Yeah. Of um, the roads around town, so <laughs> the traffic was apparently horrendous. Uh, yeah. Thanks, so, Obama. So, so literally, literally. Thanks, Obama. Yeah. So,
0: literally, you can actually thank him for that.